0: You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. Over the last several weeks, probably even longer than that, I've really been, I was just seeking the Lord about what to share this morning and what to preach on, and uh, this past Thursday, actually, I was uh, I got up early or woke up early and had not gotten out of bed yet, but I woke up early, and I was just kind of laying there. I was just praying, you know, Lord, I just God, pray for a word. Give me a word. Um, I would encourage you guys, um, the nighttime when you go to sleep and when you wake up in the morning, kind of that first as you're rising, it, it's just a great time to hear God. And I I would I would encourage you when you I probably 99% of the time as I'm going to bed at night and I'm praying lord speak to me I want to hear you during the night I want to hear dreams I want to I want to have visions I and that if there's something about that time as you're waking up that I, it's hard to explain how many, how often that's when I hear God. And I, I think a lot of it's just because your brain's not in gear yet. It's a good time for your spirit to just be open to hear the Lord. So I would encourage you to really seek God during that time. You set your alarm clock 10 minutes early and lay there for 10 minutes and see if the Lord doesn't speak to you there during that time. But anyway, this is what was going on. I woke up and I was laying there and I said, God, I just really, I want to hear you, you know, this morning about what you're saying. And I felt very strongly that the Lord just spoke this to me. said, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Be strong and courageous. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Be strong and courageous. And I also, just as soon as I heard that word, I had this picture, and I don't, I I probably need to quit confessing this because I get a lot more pictures than I used to, but I had this picture of this, of, I had this DVD and I was, or CD, and I was putting it over on just another stack, kind of just discarding it. And and the sense I had was that the Lord was telling me that for me and for us, not to just take this message this morning and just stick it on a stack. Don't just discard it don't just don't just stick it over there well that was another incredible awesome word that pastor bob preached this morning don't just don't just throw it on the pile and file it. well there's another one you know he did okay today i'll give him a six out of ten today you know he didn't use do his usual 9.9 9, but you know don't don't just don't just discard it okay and so to me the sense was it's important and we need to pay attention to, to this message and so um the the other thought i had was this is that we're going to look we're going to actually go back and look at this at this specific passage of scripture but the setting is this moses has died okay um he's gone and all the, all the, of that generation that had come out of Egypt. Y'all remember the story. I'm not going to go through the whole story. We'll be here all day. But the, you know, the, the Israel had come out of Egypt and all the stuff that had happened and, and all the, you know, the good things where God would show up in power and miraculous things that would happen. But then all the times where Israel would, you know, rebel and do something wrong and, you know, go against God and then God would have to deal with them. And there's just, there's just, you know, there's, 40 years of that, okay, that happened. And then they, if you remember, they were supposed to go into the promised land originally, and they sent the spies over there, and and they sent 12 guys, and they came back. And, I mean, they were supposed to, you know, come out of Egypt, go into Jordan. That was the plan. Well, when they sent these spies in there, 10 of the 12 came back and said, it's a great land. There's a bunch of milk and honey. It's cool, it's neat. I mean it, it it's 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 the promised land. The problem is there's some giants in there. And 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 they're big. <laughs> and they're bad. And I and it, I'm not sure we need to maybe we ought to rethink this. It's kind of the thought that was going on. And you know what's funny is God in the word God called that report that those 10 guys came back, he called that report an evil report. Now what's interesting about that is it was true. <laughs> there were giants in the land, but the thing is, as God called it, you know what was evil because it was against what God wanted to happen. Two of them, who Joshua and Caleb, what did they report? Yeah, that's right. It's flowing with milk and honey, and the grapes are huge, and and it's it's it will be awesome. And yeah, there's giants, but we can take the land. But they rebelled against God in that. So what happens is for 40 years, they didn't get to go into the promised land. Now, after all this time, all the ups and downs and the stuff that's going through, Moses has died and Joshua's coming on the scene and he's he's stepping up and they're getting ready to go into Jordan. Okay, So turn with me, if you would, to Joshua chapter 1. I just want you to get this picture, okay? They've literally been roaming, just roaming around for 40 years. And then look in Joshua 1 with me. 1 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then. You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give you. Now, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think Joshua was ready for this in his own mind? No. I think he was probably scared. I don't, I think he did. I mean, he had been listening to God. He'd been walking with God. He'd been mentored by Moses. But I think there's still this sense of Moses is, is, I mean, he's the man of God. Now he's gone, and I, and God wants me to step in and lead this crowd. I just have this sense there's probably something going on him that's like, I mean, this is a rowdy crowd. I mean, do I really want to lead these guys? Okay, And so <laughs> let, let's, let's, let's read this. The reason I say this is what it says here. I'm going to give you this land, and I'll give you every place where you set your feet, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river to the Euphrates and all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. Look what it says in verse 5. No one, everybody say no one. No. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be, look what it says, be strong and courageous. (laughs) Now, you guys have heard me say this so many times, but whenever God says something like that, there's a reason why he's saying that. There's a reason why Joshua needs to hear this word, be strong and courageous. In other words... I'm giving you this land, it's the promised land, you're going to be able to go in and take it, but you know what, you're going to have to be strong and courageous, and there's a reason why you're going to have to be strong and courageous, because you've got to go take the land. There's some battles that are going to come on, there's some wars, there's some fights, and you're going to, there's going to be times, Joshua, where you're going to want to shrink back and you're going to want to go, I'm not sure I can do this. I'm not, I'm not sure I can handle this. I'm not sure. And, and it's that fear we were talking about earlier. There, there's going to be times, Joshua, where you're going to be tempted to walk in fear. And I'm telling you ahead of time, God says to Joshua, I'm telling you now, be strong and courageous. Let's keep reading. And I'm not going, I'll never leave you. Verse 6. Let's read it there. Be strong and courageous, because I will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. In case you didn't get it the first time, Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may be successful in whatever you do. Don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? What? (laughs) Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That doesn't, doesn't it just, doesn't it seem like a, almost like a contradiction? God's saying, here's this incredible land. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to be with you. But you know what? You better be strong and courageous. You know why? Because you're going to have some battles. You're going to be tempted to, to shrink back. You're going to be tempted to, to. Those giants can start looking big in your eyes. <laughs> now, this word, I want you to. I want you to be clear on this, okay, guys. When I felt like God was giving me this word, as I was with Moses, so I'm going to be with you. Be strong and courageous. I felt very strongly. This is a word for the church, for us. Not just for me as the leader, or Kathy and I as the leader, or, or us. Not, not just it, It's a word here specifically to Joshua. But I think God was applying it to us as a church. Church, you guys be strong. You guys be courageous. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be there. I'm, you're going you're to have my presence with you. But you're going to have to be strong and be courageous. As I was with Moses, church, I'm going to be with you. So I want to. I want to look at a few things. We should be able to be done here in the next couple of hours. So y'all, y'all just hang on. <laughs> See, Chris said it was okay. <laughs> how was he with Moses? I mean, if God makes this statement, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. My question is, well, okay. How how was he with Moses? First thing I want us to look at is this. Just just. Just the idea, or just, let's just look to begin with at the promise that God says, I'm going to be with you. My presence will be with you. That's good stuff. Fact is, remember, um, who was it that preached? Paul, when Paul preached a couple of weeks ago. Fact is, let's turn there. Turn over, turn back to Exodus 33. We're gonna we're gonna hit this again real quick. Exodus chapter thirty-three. We're gonna look at the presence of God for a minute. Exodus thirty-three. I'm gonna buzz through here fast, so y'all. Y'all y'all read fast. Okay? Can y'all read fast? Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go to the land, I promise you. Now, this is the very beginning. Remember, Moses and Israel had come out. They had crossed the Red Sea. God had done this miraculous thing. And so now God's telling to Moses, okay, and this is after Moses has gone up onto the mountain to, get, to be with God for 40 days and to get the Ten Commandments, and he's coming down. Remember what Israel's done while Moses is up there? What have they done? They screwed up. <laughs> they they had Aaron build his calf, and they worshiped his calf, and they were thinking, oh, well, where's Moses? He's gone. And this is where we're at. This is the setting. And then the Lord says to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go to the land I promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you, and I'll drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perezites, the Hivites, all thoseites. I'm going to get rid of them. Verse 3, go into the land flowing with milk and honey, but, look what he says, this is God speaking, go to the land, what's the milk and honey stand for? Prosperity, Prosperity. Prosperity. blessing, stuff, <laughs> good stuff, right? I mean, this place is It's flowing. I mean, there's, there's just, it's going to be awesome. There's going to be all kinds of good. I mean, you know, big cars and big homes and, and fancy restaurants to eat in. I'm ab living a little bit, but you get the picture, right? Go, go there. God's saying to Moses, but I'm not going to go with you because you're a stiff-necked people, and I might destroy you on the way. And that's exciting. <laughs> I bet they were jumping up and down with joy over that one. Fact is, it says when the people heard this distressing word, they began to mourn, and no one put on their ornaments. Jump down to verse seven. Now, when Moses used to go, he took this tent and he pitched it outside the camp, some distance. He called it the tent of meeting. Anyone acquiring of the Lord could go to this tent. Basically, it was a place where they could go and meet with God. And so Moses goes out there and does that. Look at verse eleven. The Lord would speak to Moses how. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Now, we're going to come back to that in a minute. Then Moses would return to the camp. But his young age, Joshua, the guy we were talking about a minute ago, he stayed there. He hung out with God. Then Moses said to the Lord, look at verse 12. You have been telling me, lead these people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. Verse 13. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is what? Moses is just reminding God. This Look, these people are yours. If you remember reading earlier, God called them his Moses' people. Now Moses is reminding God, no, 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 no. These people, this is your people. <laughs> They're not mine. Then Moses said, and then the Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses says to him, If your presence does not go with us, don't send us up for here, from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord says to him, I'll do the very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. You know what Moses is saying? He's saying, God, I don't want all the stuff. If I don't have you, I don't want, I don't, I don't want all those blessings. I don't, I don't want the abundance. I don't want the fruit. I don't want the prosperity. I don't want all the, all this. I don't want this stuff, God, if you're not going to be there. Now there's nothing, listen to me. There's nothing wrong with the stuff as long as God's there, Right? I mean, the stuff's still going to be there, but God's saying, look, you can have all the blessings, Moses, but I'm not coming with you. And Moses is, is crying out to God, God, don't send us if you're not coming. we got to have you, Lord. we got to have your presence. We can't do this without you. We, we, wanna, we, we want you. We want you. Dad, <laughs> we want you. We'll take the stuff. I, I, you know, we're not turning that down. <laughs> but we want you. If we can't have you, we don't just want your blessings, Lord. We want your presence. So God promises that I'm going to be with you. That's the first thing of how he was with Moses. Secondly, he says this, and we read it just a minute ago, that he was with Moses like a friend. It says that he talked face to face with Moses as a friend talks with a friend. Isn't that just incredible? God I mean, to have written down in the Bible for all eternity that Moses was a friend of God. An interesting thing is is Moses wrote it. (laughs) Of course, it was inspired by God. But he was he was his friend. I mean, what, get a, get a picture of this, okay? I mean, especially under the old economy, under the old covenant, God was kind of this like, I mean, his, the picture in the Old Testament, which again is a partial revelation of who God is, but the picture is God's, God's kind of, he's kind of big and, and sometimes mean. And 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 kind of like dictatorship, and 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 you know he squished people that didn't follow what he was supposed to do, and the you know the earth would open up if you got into sin, and and I mean aren't you glad that doesn't happen today, you know? <laughs> but Moses is saying about God that he talked to him face to face like a friend. Look at let me tell you, let me show you what it says. Here's what the dictionary says, the Merriam-Webster definition of face-to-face. Within each other's sight and presence, they met and they talked face-to-face, a face-to-face consultation in or into direct contact or confrontation came face-to-face with the problem. You know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, is this, is this generation missing that? I mean, when you think about how much of our time is, is on this thing, texting, and we communicate by text. and are we, are we missing something in face-to-face friendship? Just think about that. But Moses and God were friends. I just, I like that. Third, he was with Moses in power. He was with him in signs and wonders. Just think of think of all the signs and wonders that happened as God and Moses were 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 walking through this forty year trek. I mean, just the very first one out of Egypt. What happened? They they do what? They come out of Egypt and they go. Do y'all remember the story? What happens? The Red Sea. I mean, that was a pretty big deal, right? I mean, there's like a million plus people here, Israelites, okay? And they're fleeing Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's chasing them. They come up to the Red Sea, and God just parts it so they can go across. And then when they get across, he brings it back, and it kills what? All the Egyptians, all the chariots, they all died. I mean, that's, are you all with me? I'm going to have to pull a Frederick like he did last night. You know, in my church, they'd be amening right now. <laughs> are are you with me? I mean, that that's a pretty big miracle. I remember one one time this somebody was talking about how this professor was trying to teach. Well, it really was the Reed Sea, and it wasn't that deep, you know. And and you know, and it, it and this one guy said, "Well, you know, that's still a pretty big miracle." And the professor's like, "Well." Why is that a big miracle? If it wasn't that deep. Well, he drowned all the Egyptians in six inches of water. You know, I mean that's, <laughs> I mean that's still a pretty big miracle, right? So anyway, that's just one of the miracles. Think just think, remember, remember when they were they were hungry and God did what? He provided them with the manna, and then they got tired of manna and he gave them quail. Quail's pretty good eating. And they and, and then, you know, they got thirsty and God did what? He gave them water. I mean, there was all kinds of crazy things that were going on. So God's saying to Joshua, Joshua, I'm going to be with you. And signs and wonders and miracles and, and power. And, and those, those things are going to happen just like I did it with Moses. I'm going to do it with you. And see, I think that's the expectation. To me, the word for us for this church is that as we're as we're moving forward, we're moving into this new chapter, we're moving to this, crossing into this, this new uh milestone that we're going through as a church, that God's saying to us, to the vineyard, to this church, I'm gonna be with you guys. Hello. I'm, 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 go- I'm coming. <laughs> this is this is God we're talking about. He's saying to us as a church, guys, I'm going to be with you. I'm just like I was with Moses. I was his friend. God says to us, He's going to be our friend. And just like he did all these signs and wonders and the power of God would come, God's saying to us as a church, as a vineyard church, that we can expect and we can have this expectation that God's going to do crazy, mighty, awesome, wonderful, miraculous things through us as a church. Like, again, that's not just through me or just through Kathy and I or just through the leadership team, but that's through us, the church. He wants to do that. And not look at me, not not just in here, but out there. He wants to do that. He wants to he wants to show himself strong and mighty. And fourth, and this is one that I just he says that he'll be with him to fight our battles. Any of you guys have any battles? Last week? This morning? <laughs> See, here, here's the thing. God gives this powerful word, and He says this. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this land. We'll just give it to you. And it's a prosperous land. And it's got... I mean, these big old grapes, you know. I mean, you can make a bunch of wine with these grapes, Lee. I mean, you know, and and, and the milk and the honey, you know. And, and it's going to be a, it's, and I'm, I'm giving it to you. I think what's, what's always amazed me is this. As God says, I'm giving it to you, but at the same time, you have to go and take it. I mean, it's almost like a. What's the word I'm looking for there? Uh, Yeah, yeah, whatever that was. (laughs) God says, "Hey guys, I'm Church Vineyard. I'm I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to give you these people. I'm I'm going to give it to you. The the people in this community in this neighborhood. I'm giving them to you. But you know what? You can't just sit on your your whatever's." Yeah. <laughs> you got to go in take it. And you know what's going to happen in the process of taking it? There's battles. Sometimes there's war. Sometimes there sometimes we have to fight an enemy. We have to. We have to push through. We have to remind ourselves. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty certain. When you, if you read the rest of this book, when Joshua, there was a lot of battles once they got into the promised land. A bunch of them. Fact is, the very first thing that happened to him. I mean, this is just out of God's mouth. God, Josh, I'm with you guys. I'm giving you the land. Fact is, I'm 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 with you in such I'm gonna show you how that I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna perform a miracle. I'm gonna stop the Jordan River so you can cross on dry land. Sign me up. I like that. You like that? That's that's God showing up. What's the first thing that happens to them when they get on the other side? They run into what? Remember this little town called Jericho? <laughs> Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Remember that one? <laughs> that, that's, I mean, they hadn't even hardly got through the water yet. I mean, through the on the other side, and they run into this walled city called Jericho, and they have to do what? Walk around it. <laughs> yeah. Now see that's the- here here's the crazy thing is in the middle of these battles, if you'll pay attention to God, God'll tell you how to win this battle. He'll give you directions now see they they didn't man Joshua and the leaders didn't pull out this book on how to fight battles, and in that book under battle fighting chapter one, verse one, section one. Part A: There wasn't this thing in there that says, "Here's how you. Here, here's what you do when you come to a city that's fortified. Here's what you do: You walk around it every day for seven days, and then on the seventh day, you walk around it seven times. Then you blow these trump, and these walls will come down." That wasn't in the in the book on how to fight battles. What they do? They, God told them, "Here's what you do." They, I, Are you with me? In other words, there was a battle, but God gave them the victory. (laughs) I I believe it's in Psalms. Psalms, Proverbs. It says, the horse is made ready for the battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Don't you just love that? You see, our part is to get the horse ready for battle. (laughs) God's part is to give us the victory. God will will show us. He'll teach us. He'll speak to us. He'll talk to us about how to get ready. He'll talk to us about our future. He'll talk to this church, to this body, to the the lead team here. He'll, He'll give us direction. He'll give us leadership. He'll say, "I want you to do that," and we just we learn how to walk in obedience to what he's saying, and then he gives us the victory. But there's 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 battles in the midst of this, and we gotta we had look at me. If you're not if you don't have some sense that there there'll probably be some kind of battle in your life as an individual or our life as a church, you're gonna get disappointed pretty quick, right? But the cool thing is. Is God's with us in the middle of the battle? Amen. That's the awesome thing. We got we got God, look at me, God's on our side. <laughs> I love the song we sang. It's like, I'm no longer slaves to fear. Why? Because I'm a child of God. I'm a I'm a child of you and I are if are children of God. Our daddy is God. <laughs> Does that, does that stir you? I mean, does that do anything? God, God's my dad. He's on my side. I mean, I look, I had an awesome dad, okay? Physical, earthly father. And I I I know some people don't have that, didn't get that blessing. I had an incredible dad, okay? And I can I can remember. I mean, probably five, six-year-old. I can, I can remember thinking my dad was like Superman. I mean, he was—he wasn't really that big, but to me, as a five-year-old, he looked like he was about ten foot tall. I mean, my dad could whoop your dad any day of the week. <laughs> I believe that. The reality of it is. <laughs> my dad my heavenly dad can whip anybody else's dad <laughs> and we're his children i mean when you when you when we get hold of that i mean you know children uh, we don't understand kingdoms and having kings because we don't live in that culture okay but in in the in the cultures where they have a real king you know and there's a kingdom if you're a child of that king you get some pretty cool privileges <laughs> i mean your dad's the king nobody messes with you and our dad's the king. We don't, we don't have to walk as slaves to fear anymore. We don't have to walk and fear that. Yeah, we're hot battles. Yeah, those things are going, you know what? But, but we're over. Doesn't it say somewhere in about we are more than conquerors? So I, the, the, here's what I think God's saying. He's saying to us as a vineyard, guys, we're, we're crossing the Jordan. Okay. And there's a prosperous, blessed land that we get to walk into. There's going to be some battles, but God's with us. And we have to take the land. We have to go. We have to do what he's saying. Take the land. He's with us. He's with us. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, he's with me. He's with us. I'm telling you, you know what? I don't know how to say it any better or different, but I I don't, I think we're just, I've been doing this for 40 years walking with Jesus and and I'm just now starting to get some kind of grasp of what that means. That he's with me. (laughs) He's with you. He's with us. God. God. The creator of all of this creator of all the universe. He flung those stars into space. He he knows them by name. God, that God, is our dad. And he loves us. And he has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us, a destiny for us, a calling for us. And he's with us. I'm telling you, when we grasp that he's with us, we don't, we don't walk in fear anymore. We don't, we're not, you're not afraid of anything when God's with you. Amen? I mean, sickness doesn't scare you. Poverty doesn't scare you. Not being able to pay your bills. At the, none of that scares you when you know God's with you. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.